0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Congrats to the class of 2021. To mark the occasion, an SDSU grad reflects on the ups, downs, and unexpected lessons of his senior year during the pandemic. That's right after the news. Downward trending coronavirus infection rates have qualified San Diego to join the yellow tier Wednesday, though the entire color-coded structure is set to expire on June 15th. San Diego County has an adjusted rate of 1.2 coronavirus cases per 100,000 residents. That's according to the state's latest weekly report. It was the second week under two cases per 100,000. In a 6-3 vote Tuesday, the San Diego City Council finalized a new franchise agreement between the city and San Diego Gas and Electric. Under the deal, the utility will continue to provide power service within the city limits for up to 20 more years. Because a new franchise agreement is considered an ordinance, it required two readings before council members to pass. The first reading was May 25th, and both readings passed with the minimum two-thirds needed to seal the deal. The National Women's Soccer League confirmed Tuesday that a San Diego expansion team will begin play in 2020. That's at Torero Stadium before moving to a more permanent home somewhere in the county no later than 2023. The club president will be Jill Ellis, the former U.S. women's national coach. She said she wants to create an all-female executive and coaching staff, a possible first in pro sports history. out for the summer and while senior years are typically memorable, this one was different as students learn from home, largely isolated and missing out on milestone events. Six high school and college grads wrote about their experiences in the UT's opinion section. Armando Sepulveda was among those students. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, You are a new grad of SDSU with a degree in political science. How are you feeling?
1: You know, I'm feeling really good. I feel uh... The accomplishment is pretty, pretty awesome. And graduating from a university that, you know, I've been going to um, since I was a kid watching the basketball and football games, it just kind of feels like a full circle.
0: What are your plans now that you've graduated?
1: Uh, So I recently got accepted to a fellowship called Lead for America. Uh, It's a national fellowship that kind of pairs you with a host organization in government or in the nonprofit sector. Uh, And your aim is to uh, stay in your community and and work towards uh, promoting policy or uh, really just embettering the community that uh, you live in. And so uh, I had nominated South Bay, San Diego, Imperial Beach, San Isidro a while ago saying that I wanted to work there and do some policy there. uh, And I accepted and currently uh, am looking for a host
0: So yes you live in South Bay I mean what are some of the biggest issues that you see and would like to tackle?
1: you know I think the issue of climate change uh, especially in Imperial Beach is a huge issue I think we're seeing uh, pollute uh, pollution heading to uh, the waters you know the fact that we can't swim there every day that's a that's a huge issue we need to tackle along with uh, air quality and overall, uh, public space. I think that we need to increase the amount of parks that we have in South Bay San Diego. I think we need to do, increase the amount of enrichment activities for uh, young people in South Bay San Diego. So, uh, really, I re- I want to tackle climate change on on this uh, on this scale. Uh,
0: well, I want to talk about how the pandemic. Aff- affected your academic career. I mean, you already are a student leader, you were the VP of external relations. You know, how did the past year, it seems like, you know, over a year uh, of the pandemic affect the job that you were doing?
1: You know, it kind of changed things incredibly. Uh, when you're working as a student leader, you're a student first, so you had to put your education uh, first and foremost, but at the same time, you're also advocating for other students who may not um, be as successful in this online format and trying to figure out ways that you can make it less of a burden on them uh, and less of a burden on yourself. I think the biggest challenge that I had um, was just you didn't have this transition between work to school to home life because your office became your work office your classroom and it was also your home uh and and that does a lot of things to you mentally because you wake up in the morning at 8 a.m and then you go to bed at 11 p.m but it's all in the same room uh and so you get into this mundane routine all the time and trying to engage with people and staying positive it ends up being very difficult when you can't physically interact with them other than through a screen. So the biggest challenge was really just engagement and working with yourself to be engaged in class and working to engage others as well.
0: Did you find any coping mechanisms, you know, over the past year?
1: You know, I think what I started to do towards the end, um, once we started opening things up, was going to cafes and going to uh, parks where there was Wi-Fi access and just doing stuff outside. Uh, something as simple as that at least changed up the, the, the monotony. And then uh, working on like meeting up with friends who were vaccinated or socially distanced, uh, you know, to do physical activities uh, was crucial in, in me staying at least um, mentally okay and, and making sure they were doing okay as well. So my friends and my family really played a big role in, you know, coping through this pandemic.
0: Were there any upsides for you at all, or anything you know you, you learned about yourself that ended up being positive?
1: You know, I think the upside um, was the amount of focus that came through having to work through a pandemic. I think we often underestimate how willing we are to succeed until like we're pushed to the back. Uh, and I really didn't know how I was going to do it. I was real. I was ready. But at the same time, I was like, man, my, the way that I wanted to finish my senior year is gone. Uh, And once I accepted that, I just kind of moved forward and I said, okay, well, since it's gone, now it's time to start working towards um, a better senior year. And I think one of the things I was proud of the most was, you know, the Rock the Vote campaign that um, my role did, um, mainly because it was really hard to get students engaged in anything. And the fact that we got so many registered online, that, that said a lot, and I think the other thing is, uh, you know, the amount of students that I worked with over the course of the year, um, all the close friendships that I maintained over the course of the year, you know, those interpersonal relationships, I'm I'm very proud of being able to maintain and grow uh, during the pandemic.
0: Yeah. Do you still feel a sense of of loss? You know, not being able to be on campus very much, if at all, during the past year. You know, we ran the package full of different graduate experiences from high schoolers to college students. You know, missing out on some of those um, really exciting and sort of pivotal moments in our academic careers. How, how does that affect you?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of um, Ernest Hemingway and you know that Lost Generation of um, writers at the turn of the century and uh, something that, you know, you relate to when you're reading uh, that type of literature is this sense of, you know, something was taken. And I realized, you know, yes, it is sad that um, part of my coming of age story was was put on pause because of the pandemic. And a lot of things that I had planned um, are no longer things that I can do. And and that's the same for a lot of people. Um I'm also grateful in the fact that uh, I didn't, you know, lose a family member, I didn't lose myself, and I didn't lose, you know, deeply anything on that type of level. I mean, I did lose my summer, I did lose my year, but I think the thing that I also kind of learned was how to deal with this type of situation, because I had a lot of family members that were affected by the pandemic and. You, I ended up even like becoming a caretaker and losing that kind of sense of, I, you know, as funny as it is to say, but that kind of sense of innocence, of like realizing, wow, this is what the real world is like, and um, you know, you're ready for it once you graduate college, but you have to face it sooner than later during the pandemic. So that's something that I guess I kind of missed.
0: What do you think you'll take away from this experience? You know, going forward in your life, whether it's positive, negative, or even neutral.
1: I think, you know, there are definitely some positives to take away from this. A lot of people look at the pandemic and they see that you lost the interpersonal communication, you lost the ability to do things, um, but there's a lot of positives that came with it. Uh, we learned a lot about accessibility in terms of now people can go to events and not need to travel. So you can attend a, you know, a, a seminar in New York uh, while you're still in California, or you can listen to a debate across the country as well. Like you could do so many different things that we shouldn't just immediately go back to normal. We should look at what worked during the pandemic, what we accounted for during the pandemic and really address those issues, I think the negative that definitely needs to change is broadband access. I think a lot of students, myself included, struggled with uh, broadband connectivity. And really you start looking at uh, where broadband infrastructure is lacking uh, in this country, and that's something that needs to change. So, you know, despite all the hardships, the personal losses, there are lessons and takeaways that we should be moving to not go back to normal, but to make a better future, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, those are great points. I mean, I do think a lot of inequities have, you know, come to light, but at the same time, like you said, accessibility, you know, like we've talked to um, leaders of museums that said, you know, their, their visitation numbers, right, are better than ever. And we've, we've opened that up in a big way. Well, final question for you now that the world is, you know, starting to open back up a little more now that you are officially out of school, what is something that you're looking forward to doing this summer?
1: You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more travel. So I recently got back from Utah. Uh, I went to go visit uh, the national parks out there. And what astounds me is just the, the natural beauty that we have in this country. And I think it's kind of funny. Uh, a lot of people are starting to realize and appreciate uh, taking time off and taking time away from this uh, working centric culture to appreciate their lives a lot more because I saw a lot of families out there and I'm definitely looking forward to to visiting our, our natural wonders and landscapes.
0: Armando, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me.
0: You can find Armando's essay online as well as essays from the other grads at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com slash opinion. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. Thanks for listening.